0: Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion and they share that same information. When we talk about their career motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. My next guest is here, boy. This is, <laughs> woo, I'm telling you something. I got this, I got this. Call, somebody messaged me through LinkedIn and said, My next guest was in town. Could he do the show? I immediately put my cell number in there. Didn't know who <laughs> she was. All I know, I got to get close to my boy. <laughs> my next guest, production company, Who's Laughing Now, has been producing hit dr- dramadies for the past 25 years. To date, he and his family have launched more than 20 productions delivering to solo theaters across the country, in addition to TV shows on GMC, Aspire, UMC, BET, and Bravo. Please welcome the Money-Making Conversations,
1: J.D. Lawrence. All right, all right. All <laughs> 70 of me clapping. <laughs> 72. 72. 72. Right, yeah, 72. I got to get the other two in there. Get, get
0: them numbers in there. You know, he's getting his book of world records yeah. for that,
1: correct? Well, actually, I surpassed the Guinness Book of World okay. Records. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for the Guinness Book of World Records, and we had an issue with it because I beat the record, mm-hmm. and I didn't know at the end of it they wanted $10,000. They wanted money. Yeah, they wanted $10,000. And I was like, $10,000? I said, well, hold on. <laughs> Nobody told me that. I didn't see that in the contract. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so they wanted $10,000 to actually give me the actual A award. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, you know, no problem. We, mm-hmm. we wrote them the um, check. Check, right. Mm-hmm. Then they told me I would only have it for one day because there was a guy in Germany that um, Because at that time, I only played 56, and I beat the 52 characters, so I played 56. Right. But they said that I would only have it for a day because there was a guy in Germany <laughs> that was doing 60. I said, well, I'm not giving you $10,000 for a day. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Right, right. So then we waited a year, and I came back mm-hmm. because I wanted to challenge it. And also, we got our money back. Right. And I went, and I beat the 60 characters, and I did 72. 72. Then 72. they wanted 20,000.
0: Oh, they just, they just keep going up, huh? They wanted a $20,000, Recon- Payment man. for recognition.
1: Yeah, so my PR person said, well, listen, all we got to do is just say you, you surpassed it, and if right. they want to challenge it, you know, we have it on, you know, film.
0: Well, you know, it, a lot of people don't know that when you get those stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, there's a fee for that, That's too, right. Roughly yeah. about $30,000. Yeah. So, yes, sir. So you say, why would you call them? is not on the... On the because they don't
1: want to pay that 30000 Well, Wow, well, 10000 more, I could have <laughs> just had me a star. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And how you been doing, my friend? Been a long time, a little yes. back history. Uh, yeah. We we came together up in New York when our, Steve and I went to WBLS in yeah. New York City in 2005, mm-hmm. and uh, and we just started connecting. Uh, sure. You, uh, just tell, tell well, your side well, of
1: the story. Well, well, let me say this. Back then, if nobody don't know, I had asked um, you to manage me. Uh-huh. And you said to me, what are you doing for yourself that I can't do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I sat there and I had to think about it for a minute. I said, Well, what am I doing for myself? <laughs> and you said, brother, he said, do it for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to where you gotta get to, then come back and say, All right, I can't go no further. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I think I was lazy and I didn't do it. And mm-hmm. I and I I'm gonna tell you, I left that meeting. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was tight. I was like, yeah, McDonald said, I got to do it for myself. And then my wife said, well, what are you doing for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, what? And then I literally motivated myself mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. for myself. Because I didn't stop talking to you. No, no, no. no you no. would answer my calls and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are you doing? What, I said, what, nothing. You, <laughs> you know, but you, you you like,
0: send me a play. What about yeah. this? Rashawn, you said, can you watch this video and things like that? I just saw seeing you moving forward. Yeah. But it was no denying your talent. Right, no, sure. But it was like, okay, because what happens is a lot of people in Hollywood, they get an agent. They get a manager, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just stop. They think something magical is going to happen. But right. what people don't realize is that is that managers and agents are really just helping a talent to the next level right. because of their because of their actions, because of their... A classic example is Stephen A. Smith. Stephen yeah. Smith is A. Smith is a social media phenomenon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He brings in management to connect him to the right people or agents to connect him to the right people, and that organization can lead to a better financial situation. But believe me, I didn't make a Stephen A. Smith. I didn't make a Steve Harvey. I just positioned him based on the foundation that he gave me. Mm -hmm. He had a foundation, but Steve was always out there ready to go on the road, ready to tell a joke. And that's all I was asking him. What are you doing for yourself? Yeah, To to build your brand, to work your brand. Mm -hmm. And the evolution of all these different characters came along. Now, you know, you're big in dramedies. Mm -hmm. Just to explain to everybody on the show, what exactly is a dramedy?
1: A dramedy is uh, my interpretation of it is mixing drama mm-hmm. with the comedy side and bringing right. them both because um, I want people you know I I always want people to laugh but mm-hmm. I want to feed them a message at the same time mm-hmm. so that's the dramedy side of it is you know um, giving them an important message right. you know that's serious but making it you know uh, it's almost like you know a a a a a. You know, feeding people ice cream. You know, feed them their medicine, but you got some ice cream mixed absolutely. up in there. You absolutely. Know you absolutely. Know what I mean? absolutely, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, but, and it's just, it's just. You know, it, you have to be talented to be able to pull that off. Because usually, mm-hmm. in a scene, is so dark mm-hmm. that that you you make that, that right turn mm-hmm. and people go with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and,
0: and and things like that. So now, when I'm reading your bio, J.D., it talks about family. Mm-hmm. Who in your family is part of the production company? Everybody.
1: Everybody work. What,
0: what does that mean? What, who is I everybody?
1: Ask, anybody that's eating in my house is working. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Why is that? Because I think it's important, you know, as a family, mm-hmm. you're a lot stronger, and you want to keep family around you when you're in this yeah. business.
0: Because David and Tamil Man do that. Yes. Everybody mm-hmm. in that house,
1: yeah. they can speak yeah. and I, get up out of bed. Everybody going to work. Gonna I gonna work. got my wife handles the money side of it. I don't Absolutely. let my kids count my money. Right. <laughs> I, just let, I just let my wife count my money. Uh-huh. But I got a son who's into, mm-hmm. um, he's, he, he he actually just graduated from cooking school. Mm-hmm. So I did, and one thing that I did wrong about that, I totally mm-hmm. cooked better than mm-hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't cooked since. all oh, good, good, good. good <laughs> but good, he's good. into, uh, you know, music as well. So he, so he scores a lot of the uh, music. Oh, you know, good. for the show, mm-hmm. and then I have my two daughters. They handle the business side on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we did the reality show Bravo, they mm-hmm. actually came on screen, absolutely. You know, and do it.
0: Let, let's talk about uh, something that's real important. That, uh, you're you're, you're a successful actor and mm-hmm. you're prominent stuttering. Okay. Okay. So that's that's something that's been part of your life, mm-hmm. and, and 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 when you go into character, it's not there.
1: No. Not, <laughs> n- not, at all. You know, and it's weird because um, I spoke to Samuel Jackson about this. He came to New York City one time. Mm-hmm. Him, Bruce Willis, um, mm-hmm. Emily um, Blunt, and I remember having a conversation with Sam about it. And he's like, "Yo, you know, you have to put a character in front of that voice, right? You know, because I didn't know that he had a speech impediment. I never. Well, knew But Steve that. Harvey did or too. A stutter. Yeah, and yep. I spoke to um, mm-hmm. um, Steve about that. I remember one time at the um. was it dog Mm -hmm. what you what are you stuttering about dog (laughs) just pick up man (laughs) Uh, you know but i i've you know um um getting on stage, like when I go into the characters, you know, any character that I decide to go into, the character just completely flows out and this character does not stutter at all. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't walk around life talking like that. (laughs) Well,
0: you probably, we should look at
1: you a little different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I did it in school.
0: (laughs) What's working with her? But when you, when you talk about, because you did 72 characters. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's break down that process. Because I don't know 72 anybody like that. Sure. So, and the name of the play is what?
1: It's called Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yeah.
0: Schizophrenia. And right now it's on. T- it's a, it's, a, it's been on tour, right?
1: Well, we've been doing some spot dates. We actually head out on a national tour with um Al. W. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Al, uh, Al Wash. Al mm-hmm. Wash out of yeah. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, awesome. Al-
0: yeah. awesome. He yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, was
1: AJD. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, well, I how it. you going to do these 72 people?
0: <laughs> 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 As Al-, Al-, Al Wash was one the big time. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. We can go back when he really was a dominant yeah. force. Uh, took took many, many stars yeah. out on the road. Kurt Franklin's tour was yeah. on the road. So he was always out there. Now you have, I think, Jacarius. Uh, uh, yep. out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then He's also, of course, you know, Tyler Perry
1: yes of course you know
0: uh and who just took it to the next level oh yeah
1: I, you know and and I have so much respect for Tyler because he built a, a a a brand out of nowhere right you know and and really made it something let's talk about the, something
0: that's real important that, uh, you're your successful actor and mm-hmm. you're prominent stuttering okay okay so that's that's something that's been part of your life mm-hmm. and, and 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 when you go into character it's not there
1: no not, n- <laughs> not at all. You know, and it's weird because um I spoke to Samuel Jackson about this. He came to New York City one time. Mm-hmm. Him, Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. um Emily um Blunt. And I remember having a conversation with Sam about it. And he's like, Yo, you know, you have to put a character in front of that voice. Right. You know, because I didn't know that he had a speech impediment. I never well, knew Steve that. But Steve Harvey did or, too. Mm-hmm. A stutter. Yeah, and yep. I spoke to um, mm-hmm. um Steve about that. I remember one time I thought, um... What do you, was it? Dog. Mm-hmm. What you, what are you stuttering about, dog? <laughs> Just pick <speak> up, man. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. You know, but I, I've, you know, um, um getting on stage, like when I go into the characters, you know, any character that I decide to go into, the character just completely flows out and this character does not stutter at all. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't walk around life talking like that.
0: (laughs) Well, you probably, we should look at you a little different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I did it in school. (laughs) What's working with her? But when you, when you talk about, because you did 72 characters. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's break down that process because I don't know 72 anybody like that. Okay. So, and the name of the play is what?
1: It's called Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yeah.
0: Schizophrenia. And right now it's on. T- it's a, it's, a, it's been on tour, right?
1: Well, we've been doing some spot dates. We actually head out on a national tour with um Al. W. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Al, uh, Al Wash. Al Wash mm-hmm. out of yeah. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, yep, awesome. He
0: yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. was
1: AJD. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, well, How it. you going to do these 72 people?
0: <laughs> 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 As Al, Al Wash was one of the big time. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. We can go back when he really was a dominant yeah. force. Uh, took took many, many stars yeah. out on the road. Kirk Franklin tour was yeah. on the road. So he was always out there. Now you have, I think, Jacarius. Uh, uh, yep. out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then He's also, of course, you know, Tyler Perry, yes, of course, you know, uh, and who just took it to the next level. Oh
1: yeah, I, you know, and and I have so much respect for Tyler because he built a a a, a brand out of nowhere, right? You know, and and really made it something. You know? I
0: remember uh, we we're about to go end this break, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember we was uh, we was doing radio in uh, Los Angeles and Shamar Moore. Okay, he called me. He said, Rashawn, Shamar Moore has the new series on CBS. it's uh, doing very well." Uh, he said. Um, you got to come to, he was playing at the Kodak Theater. Okay. Because you knew there was a big difference for his type of show, to be mm-hmm. at the Kodak Theater. The Kodak Theater where they do the Oscars and all the major awards. Sure. Hollywood. He said, you got to come see this guy. And mm. he, had, he hadn't done the movies yet. Okay. All. None of the Muddeer movies had hit it. But he was already just breaking ground. Uh-huh. And, and and going to the next level with his brand and understanding ownership of his brand. That's he right. understood that. That's right. He didn't give away rights. Nope. And stuff like that. And because he knew his brand meant something. And that's really the key with him. And when we're talking about business, you always have to have your mind at the yeah. at the at the top of the game sure. when it comes to business. Because people are on your brand, you mm-hmm. can walk away. I'm gonna talk about somebody who kind of lost his brand. When we come right back from this break, on the on, the, I'm on. I'm here, y'all. Money made Conversation. old mm-hmm. friend. Of uh, many characters, J.D. Lawrence. Wow, it's great to see you. Oh, same
1: here, man. <laughs> same
0: here. Hi, this is Rushon McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rushan show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have
2: to believe in yourself. Nobody else believes in you. Believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people
3: um,
0: to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Moneymaker Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She
2: is. She's just trying to find her footing, and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to help take care of her. A lot of times, the baby in the family is like that. Money-Making Conversations
4: continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com, and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and your committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion, and they share that information when we talk about their career, motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. It's really important to understand that this show is about you, for you, and um, my guests are here to help you. My next guest is world-renowned. Last year, the mayor of New York City and first lady awarded the Brooklyn Navy with her own day in New York City. She is co-host of The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club has transcended hip-hop and pop culture, become a popular stop for both rising and established politicians, community activists, and business leaders. The, Be- the Breakfast Club guest lists have ranged from Hillary Clinton to Jennifer Lopez to Dave Chappelle to Stephen A. Smith and everyone in between. In her spare time now, she has her book club, Called Angela Yee's book club, her running club Run with Yee, and her Wealth Wednesdays series with financial expert Stacy Tisdale. Finally, please welcome to Money Making Conversations Angela Yee.
4: <laughs> wow, that made me sound really amazing. Thank
0: you. <laughs> well, you're amazing. What else does
4: she
3: do? <laughs> well, you
0: know the thing about it though, Angela is that uh, you know you you you're, you you um, are in the in the era of social media and branding and. And, you know, women dominate radio listenership. You know, if you have a show, unless you're doing sports, that's where men dominate listenership on sports end. And I produce so many fantastic morning shows, and I know the value of a female in their Mm -hmm. positioning on a show. You're on there with two very dominant men. What do you feel your role is on The Breakfast Club?
4: I think, uh, and we are very clear about what our roles are, but for myself, I would say that my role is the person that brings the facts. I'm the one that gets there earlier than everybody, does right. the research, presents the stories, mm-hmm. and does probably the most prep for when we have interviews. I'm also the one that brings it back in when things get off track. Right. And so
1: people right, right, always at right, right. me,
4: as, yeah, as the person that, uh, the sane one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, uh, <laughs> so, but you know, that's really funny because, you know, when I look at lip service, <laughs> you're kind of not sane on that show. You know <laughs> you know what's
4: funny is I still am kind of like the Barbara Walters on lip service because my experiences are nowhere near as crazy as the ladies' experiences on there. I'm probably uh, the one that is the most tame out of all of i People to say that all the time. And people also say, well, Angela doesn't tell us her experiences. Right. And I always look at it like, well, I'm here every single Week, you guys know me from the Breakfast Club. I'm trying to learn more about other people, right. but I also feel like I have always been somewhat conservative when it comes to my own sex life. So, if I want to be honest, everybody's not a freak, a lot of people are conservative, also. Absolutely, and we love to learn about new things,
0: absolutely. You know, and that's why you know it's called fantasy. You know, you can yeah. have a fantasy <laughs> and you can have reality. And so, when I'm <laughs> so, whatever, you know, can I, I try to reach out and you know, when guests come on my show and Especially unique guests like, because you are unique guests. Because we, we know. I don't, I don't mention uh, that that's that amount of uh, activity, a book club. or, You know, you're obviously in shape, you running. You know, because uh, I'm sure if you run in front of me, I'm not gonna catch you. You know, especially if you doing some distance. I, <laughs> you could. I, I, I keep up with you for a, a New York block. After that, we hold. Let me tell you something.
4: <laughs> I bet you if you started running. Just a little bit, like, every few days.
0: See, she's a motivator. She, she's she's a motivator. Like, I've
4: ran with people that <laughs> never ran before in their life who have asthma, everything. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people like that. One of my really good friends from college, now she runs marathons. Before that, she had asthma, never ran a day
0: in her life. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because no, uh, let's let take, I, I can't go too detailed because I'm on free radio, terrestrial radio with the lip service show. But, you know, you got Gigi on there. I see Stephanie and L'Oreal on the mm-hmm. show. Now, are they, are, are? is that your team or, or how does that, well, how does the makeup, then you have the guests, you know, you know, right. they come on the show and, and you, they're teasers, you know, you're trying to pull out the nuggets of, of, of sometimes shock or information, like you said, <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw, you know, Chelsea Handler episode and I saw, when you were on that episode, you admit it, I'm not trying to be Oprah. That, right. I, that's right, not That's never been my goal, you know. my and, and What I loved about it and I always tell people in my intro is about, you know, you're out there writing your own story, and that's what impresses me. And it's just, just tell people why that's important that Angela Yee tells her story first.
4: Well, I think we're all very diverse human beings. Sometimes people think we're so monolithic as black women. They think if you're a journalist that automatically you went to be Oprah. We right. all respect Oprah, of course. Like, there's no denying what she did and what she's created is amazing, her whole empire. But that doesn't mean that's who I'm modeling myself after. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that people think, oh, you're going to be the next Oprah. And that's not always what it is. Like for myself, I can never be the next Oprah because that's just not the lane that I'm in. I've never been, uh, (laughs) I've never done interviews like she has. Like I do sometimes have a dirty mouth. I come from Sirius Satellite Radio. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: And as you know, it was very uncensored. I was on a hip hop station Mm -hmm. that was very male dominated. I think it was like, 80% males that listen. Right, right, So I think, (laughs) Mm -hmm. just to keep it real, like that's how I started doing radio. So I've always been, like when I started, I was the only woman on the station, you know, on Shade 45. So for myself, (laughs) that just never is a lane that I could even see myself being in, just coming from this whole hip-hop. That's not over, you
0: know? Well, I'm going to tell you this. uh, You know, I, I have a gift. You know, I see talent and I, Recognize where they're gonna go. You know, this is just, you know, like I said, you. One thing I noticed about you is that you're, you know, you are a person who reinvents herself. You know, you know, and, I, and then you understand multiple streams of income, by right. what I just mentioned. And so, so what you're doing now is just a version of what you're doing now. And as you mature, you know, your values change, and you know, I, I don't know what the the next ten years, but it's gonna be a different Angela Yee in 10 years, because that's just you, you know, you, you have a clear understanding, like you already admit certain things, I'm conservative, Rashawn, you know, conservative things start taking over, and they start <laughs> directing you, where you want to go with your brand, and this is, what this is all about your brand, you know, because right. you carry, I always tell people, you know, you carry a certain group of people, you, with you for 20 years, and they have value, for 20 years, that's who you go out, and tell advertisers, I'm 18 to 34, I'm 18 to 49, that's the, that's the number they want, 25 to 49, so, you carry those folks, for 20 years, You know you you know along the way you reinvent yourself to hang on to them and also sometimes to be relevant to a younger group so you can carry them with you. And so when I look at your nice. brands, you know, and you know, I see real estate investor and and then so are you a homeowner?
4: Yes, so I do have uh right now four residences. Well, hold hold hold. hold. Um, that's
0: not a, that's a that's that's like a, a Oh, that's, I said a homeowner now. You said four residences. Are you, are you just putting right, it so out there I like owned, that? I
4: own two homes in Detroit outright. <laughs> I own. I own my house in Brooklyn that I live in outright because I just paid off the mortgage. That was my birthday. Congratulations! Birthday my Congratulations. birthday was January 3rd.
0: Congratulations! Congratulations! Congratulations. <laughs> so was it a, was it a thirty year mortgage or a fifteen year mortgage that you paid off?
4: It started off as a thirty year, then I refinanced it um, two years ago to make it a fifteen year, just to get a lower rate. And there you, go. you know when I did that because the rates had dropped, uh-huh. that also meant that I wasn't even paying much more than I was paying already just to make it a fifteen year instead of a thirty year because of the rate drop. And then I had made a promise to myself that by my birthday, I want to pay off my mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I did it.
0: Well, you know, something is really interesting because that gets to your uh, your 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 Wealth Wednesday, I believe. That's right, uh, that you do. We have Wealth Wednesdays. We do with uh, with Stacey Tisdale because mm-hmm. people need to understand that. Because I did the same thing with my, you know, I have two homes. I paid off both of them. One's in Houston. One's in Atlanta. And the first home, I had a 30-year mortgage. And, then, uh, and so when you go to 15, it's really not that big of a difference. Right. Yeah, you're right. Especially, it's
4: really the percentage too, you know, what your interest is. So once that interest drops a point, you'll be surprised how much that can shave off and you're paying less interest from the beginning of your loan. So it just really makes sense. But for myself, I think, People would tell you it's not a good idea to pay off your mortgage. People would tell you all kinds of things. What they do? What they tell you? that? Thing.
0: People are just silly out there. They will tell you don't pay off. People, I remember God saying, "I'm sorry for cutting you off because I got be mad." Somebody yes. told me, "Don't don't pay it off." <laughs> what What are you talking about, dude? When you make a certain amount of income, I'm telling you, some property tax don't even apply anymore. Right. Property mm-hmm. tax only go up to a certain. If you got a five million dollar house, believe me, property tax don't cover five million dollars. You're stopping in that one <laughs> million dollar range, so everything else the government is going to take anyway. So, right. so that's why that's why I really value you know your financial your financial literacy campaign. Talk to us a little bit about that because you know so much to talk about. This, I'm gonna just tell you like Angela, this is gonna be our first conversation, and I'm just gonna expose my my listeners to you. But you got so much going on, so let's talk about the financial literacy. You know you you, you know you you you've been recognized by. With a day in New York City, you know, you're on a popular club. You got a, you know, you get 100,000, or 1. 1.5 million views on your lip service show. Every time it airs, you know, you got, you, you, you. What's the goal? What's the
4: goal? What's the goal, <laughs> yeah, I think As far her the financial literacy part, I do this thing called Wealth Wednesdays <laughs> once a month with Stacey. And that's actually at my juice bar because I have a juice bar in Brooklyn called Juices for Life. And we do that there, because when I first opened that juice bar, it'll be what four years in September since we opened this juice bar with Style P from the locks, and when we first got the juice bar, I got this space in Brooklyn for us that's amazing, like it's a beautiful space, it's nice and open, it has a backyard. and my goal was always I want this to be a place where the community can come and best die best and yes, it's in best die and have events. It's on Malcolm X Boulevard. And for me, I wanted it to be something that's also catered to our community, the core people that are from Best Side, that are from that neighborhood. So they feel like this is for us because there's so much gentrification going on, so many businesses coming in that aren't trying to make us feel not welcome to be in those businesses. So I wanted it to be a place where it's not get your stuff and go. It's more come in, sit down, have a meeting if you need to. You can stay all day. We got the TV. It's a little lounge area in the <laughs> France. Oh, what do you want to do? You want to have a baby shower here? You need to have an event. Oh, we set all kinds of things up for people. So I started Wealth Wednesday just because I wanted to have something that was free for the community that was also empowering them to know that they can be successful and can make money and can be homeowners and can have great credit.
0: Now, here's the thing about how times change. Because, you know, I, uh, a little background on me. Angela, I moved to New York in 88 to be a stand-up comic. I wanted to be the next, next, you know. And uh, Eddie Murphy was hot out there. Richard Pryor, of course, was always hot. And I remember I took the subway, and I got off at (laughs) Bedstock, okay? I thought I was in another country. (laughs) She know what I'm talking about. She she wasn't opening up no juice bar back in 88. I can tell you right now. And, and, And it just shows you how that whole community has moved itself forward And 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 how you know you know that's why you have a a basketball team there now you know and Mm -hmm. I always say the interesting thing about New York is that is that everybody you know Manhattan gets all the hype okay but Brooklyn's its own city you don't even have to leave Brooklyn. To have a great Mr. life. The stands
4: alone. They ask you where you are from. You don't say New York. You say Brooklyn.
0: Angela, I am a fan of yours, and also know that I just want to let you know that keep doing what you're doing. This whole multi, the multi-stream, multiple streams of income, being able to uh, understand that the community comes first. That's your brand, and also the fact that you are a female that represents being you, and being strong, and being having a voice that that delivers a message that's equal for everybody. That's important, and I want you to maintain it. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversations with the star of The Breakfast Club, Angela Gee.
4: Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our
0: next guest is the first time on the show which I'm always excited because I get to learn new things. I get to expand my conversation base. Keep talking to the same people. You don't get educated as much. But I will be educated after this show, but she's about food. And everybody who listens to this show knows Rashawn McDonald is an all-time great foodie. My next guest restaurant is the premier comfort food, comfort food destination in New York City. As you will see from her Instagram page, at Melba Harlem, celebrities like Nas... Nick Cannon, Woo, her cousin CNN's April Ryan, D.L. Hughley, and many more all enjoy her American comfort food. I want to know what that is, you know, American comfort food. She is always seen on the Food Network, whether she is a judge on Beat Bobby Flay, cooking with the amazing host on The Kitchen, or trying to pick the winner in the finale of The Worst Cooks in America. That's one of my favorite shows. Those people really can't cook. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation my girl, Melba Wilson. Rashawn, how are you? Hey, Melba. Uh, now, you know, I had to put all those credits in there because some of them were just so worth talking about now. Now, because Bobby Flay, that's my boy. Then you got the kitchen, which you got to come on there <laughs> with the little nice, little quick recipes you got to put out real fast so so people can capture at home. And it's kind of like competing. Everybody taste and sample your stuff on the spot. So, you know, you know, you got to have your act together. And then, but my favorite show, Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> well, they truly
2: are the worst cooks when they start out. However, you know, they get in there with Amberell and they throw down. They they really learn how to cook. And uh I've been really inspired and surprisingly uh happy with some of the results that have come out of that
0: show. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. The ones that they cut early, they just can't cook. They 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 well, they they, think- they they somewhere destroying I- people's lives right now. You know what? I've been blessed because I've only done the finale on Worst
2: Cooks and Worst Bakers, so I consider myself blessed. You but are blessed. to go through some of those early rounds. I don't know if your girl can do that. No, it no, really no,
0: dope. no. Because they're so bad, you almost you almost think they just, you know, oh, they just want to be on TV, especially on the celebrity side. You know, you think they just want to. Yeah. You know, it's like dancing with the stars. You know, that's a celebrity mm-hmm. side. Then you have the regular, everyday people. But you know, if you're a cook or a person, you really know they don't. That ain't what. That's not what they do. You know, when they you really do know, you- and you know, cooking is a labor of
2: love, and it's something that not everyone can do, but it's something that everyone can enjoy, especially when you get that finished product at the end on your plate. So. um,
0: And ultimately, that's why I'm in business, because not everyone can and not everyone wants to. So, Well, well, let's talk about that. Okay, your intro starts you at, you know, restaurant opening, and we're going to talk about your new restaurant that's opening. And I want to put that banner on my social media and my fan club, let them know, because I go to New York a lot. And so you're definitely going to see my mug because I am truly a foodie. Now, your intro talked about comfort food, American comfort food. What exactly is that? Well, to me,
2: American comfort food is food that evokes warm and wonderful memories. It's food that transports you back to great times in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody uh, in the uh, studio, everybody in uh, the studio, they perked up their ears. <laughs> now we come on now, come on, Melville. Don't be messing with us for food. like that. Now you better. Rashaun mm-hmm. can be that cheesy,
2: gooey, delicious macaroni and cheese that your Aunt Martha used to throw out <laughs> in the kitchen. Or it can be that potato salad that Uncle John used to make. Ooh. So it's just food that transforms okay, you and it stop, takes stop, you back. Stop, milk, milk, And I think milk, that these, these days and times, we all need to be comforted and taken back to those times.
0: Y'all do potato salad at your restaurant? No, I don't do potato salad. I do tater salad. Ooh. There's a big difference now. You don't put no "o" in front of that. We, <laughs> we call it tater salad. Cause I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> that is a whole. I'm gonna tell you something. I, I, you wanna make me mad? Put some bad potato salad. Know they got it on their menu. Cause I, that's the first thing I. Cause I'm always searching for food. I'm searching for right. good potato salad. Tater salad. But see, I'm trusting tonight because she said tater salad. That's right. My that- family's from South Carolina, so. Oh. That explains uh, it all, right? Oh my God! So, so this is good comfort food. Now, now, so, so, what do you? Where exactly are you, is the restaurant located? The name of the restaurant? Where is it located? And what are the hours? So, the
2: the restaurant is called Melba's. Easy for me to remember, mm-hmm. and um, it's on the southwest corner of one hundred and fourteenth Street in Harlem. So, it's three hundred West one hundred and fourteenth Street, New York one zero zero five, mm-hmm. our Instagram is Melbuzz with an S Harlem, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm born bread and butter in Harlem, and that's why it was really important for me to open up in a community that I love so much.
0: But a uh, community that, that has changed a lot. Oh well, as as, can as I get a, a, into for that for, one for racial? Yeah, back I remember because I, I, I moved. I moved to you know I knew, I, I've been in New York several times. I moved to New York when I first started doing comedy in uh, '88. And okay. uh, you know, they you couldn't even catch a cab north. You know, you, they <laughs> wouldn't even they wouldn't take you north, let alone right. past Harlem. You would not you weren't going there. That's, that's why they had the gypsy cabs. And what really that's changed right. the game for Harlem and, and traffic was well, Uber. Uber was picking you up everywhere. And so yeah. that really, really changed the game as far as transportation up there, because you you put in your Uber in there, they come get you, pick you up on the corner, Thank and you sure. go back. That really changed the whole cab service. For, for for everybody in the city of New York. And so, but New York, what I loved about Harlem was that they have always had these unique restaurants where you go in and you get good original food. And I call it the food that you have original food because of the fact yeah. that it does take you back. Because so many times you can't get good vegetables, a good cornbread, a good, 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 you know, just good food. So let's go through your yep. menu and you putting that together in the menu because now you got me hungry. And uh, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to get back up to New York. And, and uh, here's the deal about me, Melbourne. When I come to your restaurant, I don't want no. I don't. I don't. I pay. So I'm, I'm one of these guys that go, oh, Rishon's here. No, 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 no. You come over there with and then ask me to, to give me a little. Oh, I got that. No, I'm going to really be mad at you because you're an entrepreneur. Okay. And so, so I always go in. So t- tell me about. And I appreciate
2: that too, by the well, way. I, Thank
0: you so much. I, I'm telling you something. That, that, that's the only way I work. You know, I, uh, Steve Harvey and I, when we was travel, I, we we we. Hey, I got that. I got that. We, yeah. you know, because yeah. of course, you know, that's because at the end of the day, when the con Ed man comes,
2: or when the or when the uh or when the phone company comes, you know, I can't tell them I got that. No, Yeah. You know? No, no, I need I need to write that check. So I truly do appreciate that. And when you talk about supporting small businesses, especially businesses of color, the way that we can make sure that we stay in business is through economic development, which means making sure that our dollars circulate within our community at least eight times. And that happens when people like you come into these communities and pay Absolutely. for our services and Absolutely. our goods. So I
0: truly and tip. support hearing that from you. Thank you. We're going to plan this out because I, everybody knows me. I, I just went up to my boy. and saw him in Seattle. June baby uh, restaurant up there went up there yep. so i when i say i'm going to do something i go and do it now because he okay. he has some chitlins gotta on his we got to get you there meeting. on a Tuesday night so yes you
2: can ma'am.
0: experience the live music Okay cool this is this, this 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 is all good this is a really really good conversation Okay so so when you talk about the, you, know, you you said a small kitchen you said about you said a seats about 100 people 109 yeah Okay the new restaurant what what, what what's the capacity going to be on that
2: I'm so excited! The new restaurant is is a spot that seats 70, and it's seafood. Mm. It's all seafood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, instead of going to City Island, you can you can stay in our neighborhood and come to Melvis. Cool. So, super. It's three minutes away from the original space, and. it's paying homage to the black fishermen, right. because when we came to this country as slaves, a lot of us came from the coast, right. and we had fishermen skills, and so we learned how to fish. And so it's it's paying tribute to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a team of amazing women that are that are um, partners with me in this venture. Uh, we have our fishmonger is a female who we're super excited about. Our psalm, our we have a female psalm that's doing the whole wine list, mm-hmm. who's from ha- Harlem that was just written up in Food & Wine magazine, Chai McCoy, uh, our executive chef, um, Chef Mimi, who is phenomenal, who lives in Harlem, has a huge seafood background. And then there's me. So it's women coming together to celebrate food, and we're super-duper excited about it. It'll be open uh, the first week in February. And voila, it's going to be
0: amazing. Okay, cool. So you're timing my visit. You're timing my visit to New York. First week of – I got – that means I can do two restaurant stops.
2: That's right.
0: Okay, cool. Now, this is a natural transition because I want to talk about you becoming the first African-American female to be the president of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. First, tell everybody what the New York City Hospitality Alliance is. Not the Harlem, but the New York City Hospitality Alliance. And why was important that you become a –
2: well, I'm, I've been a member of the New York City Hospitality Alliance since its inception. And what it is, is it's over 3,000 restaurants, um, all based in, in, in the five boroughs of New York City. It's everyone from Tao to Lavo to Nobu to Rebecca Grill mm-hmm. to Sylvia's to BLT Steak. So it is the most premier restaurant here in the city. And we lobby on behalf of the needs of, of not just a restaurant, but the nightlife venues. You know, from from DL to um, oh God, oh God, I can't even to Marquee, uh, you know, to the Gold Bar, but some of the biggest and best places in the city, and we lobby on behalf of um, of our of our venues. You know, um, the city sometimes under Mayor De Blasio can be very difficult right. to, to business owners um, in terms of fees, commercial property taxes, etc. So we lobby on behalf of um, of New York owned restaurants and nightclubs. And this is the first time not only that they've had a female as the president, but a person of color Mm -hmm. in general as the president. So I'm super-duper excited and um, just coming upon my year one tenure as the president of the New York City Hospitality Alliance.
0: Well, I want to say congratulations to you, first of all, and secondly for coming on my show. You'll be seeing me. I know Super Bowl is February 2nd, so the week of February 9th, I will be in New York City to visit both of your restaurants. One of the restaurants, I'm going to specially order that cornbread. We're going to put that out there. And then I'm going to go give me some good seafood at the other restaurant. But, again, continue your success. Um, Again, you're special because you want it and you earned it. And um, I'm going to support you not only by a visit but any social media post that you want to have. Please let me know. And I will definitely post the social media, when your restaurant, your too few restaurants opens in New York City. First week of February, okay?
2: Rashawn,
0: I graciously thank you for we your talk continued soon. support. We will not only talk soon, but we'll see each other soon, okay?
2: Amen. God bless.
0: Thank, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rashawn Shell? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love.
2: You have to believe in yourself. Nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with
0: 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Moneymaker Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she
2: is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing, and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to help take care of her. A lot of times, the baby and the family is like that.
4: Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com, and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and
0: Instagram. Welcome, welcome to Money-Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can be motivated by your, by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and your committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversation have that same passion, and they share that information when we talk about their career, motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. This show is for you. The guests I bring on the show are here to help you. So listen up, folks. My next guest the third time every year she comes on the show like a it's like a it's like a year because the first time it was 2017 in December and we came back in 2018 in December again I believe and then now we're in January 2020 so I'm a little off on my annual you know fix that I gotta have with Katz she comes in with energy my next guest is a tattoo artist business owner painter philanthropist and social media influencer and reality television star. She is the first African-American woman to own a tattoo studio in Los Angeles, achieving notice after being discovered on VH1's hit series, Black Ink Crew Chicago. Her artistic and creative handiwork has included and in doing tattoos for countless celebrities and athletes. Please welcome, again, Katrina Cat-Tat Jackson.
3: Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Always so good to chop it up with
2: you.
0: Well, you know... Um, uh, last time you was on, you know, you, you had just opened the, the, the tattoo location. And what's the name of it? Tell yeah. us, everybody, where is, it where is it at?
3: The shop is called Enigma Tattoo, and we're right in Beverly Hills. We're right on Pico and Robertson. I know. I know. So it's a pretty uh, popular intersection. Yeah, so really we're right is. in the center of the
0: city. Yeah, because the reason it's popular because, you know, sometimes when traffic gets bad, I take Robertson yeah. and make that left, and I got to go right past Pico, you know, and I have to stop because I'm trying to get to Santa Monica make that right so I can get into Hollywood so <laughs> I'll make that left because I always stay because she's gonna be mad because I always stay at the uh at the international uh, Intercontinental hotel which is right there in Century City I'm right down the street from her. and so oh
3: yeah yeah next time you got to pull over and mm-hmm. come on in
0: yes and what, visit what, what, what's, me. The, what's the experience you know because one hear's tattoo because I know you have an experience when one comes into your location talk to us about the experience.
3: Um, you mean like the experience of like a client, so, the like clients?
0: I know you have your artwork on the walls and things like that, correct?
3: Yeah. So, um, everyone that steps foot in the shop, they literally said, "Like, man, the vibe in here is just amazing." Right. And that's what I wanted. Um, I knew I wanted a tattoo shop, but when you think about um, tattoo shops in the past, like a lot of them are like little hole in the wall shops, right. or mm-hmm. you know, just not really like a a super comforting vibe, but like Enigma when you walk in, it's good music, good energy, beautiful artwork. I mean, there's eight of us and all of us are painters as well. Mm-hmm. So people come in and they're literally like blown away by all the art on the walls. Right. Like, and this is like an art gallery, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been blessed to have um uh, two annual art shows since we've been open. Um people come in and purchase artwork for their homes
2: mm-hmm. and
3: um, you know, they get tattoos. So the tattoo experience is just very, very relaxing, and uh, I guess you could say scenic. You know, because they're, you know, they get to just look at all the art while they're getting tattoos. We right. always have good music going, good conversation.
0: It's just a a, a good vibe. Well, that's what I. That's why I was looking, one of the people understand that you know, you know, people. All people have different versions of what they feel a tattoo. I, I've seen them. You know, you go down Hollywood, a sun, a, a sunset, and then you just see a. Mm-hmm look over there and go, oh, I'm not going up in there, you know. Or, or you feel right. oh, that's not a place that's, that you want to go for the very first time to get your tattoo. But that's the experience that you mm-hmm. didn't want at your location. And and, our, and when we first talked, when you first opened it, that's what really excited me was that you was creating an experience and that, that, that people will right. walk away and tell somebody else about that experience. And that's really, and that's very in, in, in line with, you know, with, with, what you get when you go to beauty salons and uh and, Mm-hmm. Barber shops, it's an experience that's why you keep coming back because you sit there and talk and chat and chop it up, but you add in the creative aspect of artwork, which is really part of Absolutely. your passion,
3: right? Yep, and I feel like with any um, like with any service industry, whether it's like um, tattoo shop or like you said, hair salon and barber, like you know, social media is so prevalent these days, um, but. Really, what matters is the word of mouth you know and what people are saying and Absolutely. spreading the word about about your place of business so I think that that's more important than than anything
0: well you know the thing about it is that first of all, you said social media now uh you know you' on mm-hmm. there just posing left and right just just out there just posing you know and so <laughs> so are you modeling now or because because I, I I just and that's a good thing now because all your all your all your poses are in good taste. And, 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 and but, the, but the response and the engagement that you're getting is really incredible. And I commend you on that because you're doing it more. Or, or I just stopped or started following you at the wrong time because you always pop up on my <laughs> timeline. I go, tat tat posing again. She's posing again. And so, so, <laughs> yeah, so is, know, is, is that, a, is that personal growth for you to realize that who you are, you feel good about yourself? I'm not saying you never felt good about yourself, but you really are right. showing your brand and that's part of your marketing.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. I I really appreciate you noticing that because I remember when I first started tattooing, um, I felt like I had to um, be—I had to hide the face and you know the beauty behind the girl that was the artist. I Mm -hmm. felt like in order to be taken serious in this industry, I could only put out my tattoos. You know, like it's not about me, it's not about what I look like, it's only about my artwork. And I've built up my portfolio to a place where people know that my work speaks for itself, but. Um, thanks to, you know, reality TV, people got to see me and got to get to know me and know Mm -hmm. who I am behind, you know, um, all the tattoos and stuff. So now I'm at a place where I'm comfortable. Like, I feel like my work has, Spoken for itself and i can also like i work hard to i'm in the gym you know like i have beautiful tattoos on my body Mm -hmm. and um, i've been blessed for like you know endorsement deals and beauty brands and fashion brands to recognize me and Mm -hmm. want me to represent their brands so it's just crazy how things come full circle you know i've always just stayed true to just being the best that i can in any aspect whether it's working you know tattoos my artwork working out and um things are just starting to come full circle. So I used to, I remember I used to take pictures and my mom would be like, like, why are you just taking pictures for no reason? Or, is this for a magazine or something? <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now it's for, it's for an endorsement. You know right, what I mean? So right, right, like, right.
0: Oh, no, yeah. you're on fire. You're on, I, you know I, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a professional. I got to see an eye for talent. I, I, I understand what branding is all about. And I just have noticed that there's mm-hmm. a comfort zone and then a, uh, a targeted approach to what you're trying to do because like I tell everybody all the pictures are tasteful all the pictures are tasteful they're all professional but they what is what's is done for me as a person who doesn't have a tattoo is like uh, and a guy mm-hmm. who you know I remember you know, when I was you know, created in the executive Steve talk show when somebody came on with a tattoo we were called car washing. we had to cover those up mm-hmm. And what you've done is normalized the process and you and other mm-hmm. people now you know, I'm, you know we know it's a, it's a big world of people out there who own TV. That are, are, are doing right. tattoos, but but seeing you an, an attractive person has allowed people to understand that there is value. There's artwork. That's what that's what really that's what attracts me is like you are a walking piece of art. Thank
3: you so much. I appreciate that, and, and that's what it's <laughs> really. About. I'm just you know, it's about, uh, no, really. Um, it's it's about the quality,
0: yeah. Of it, it. and it's really that's <laughs> a, that's an amazing thing to say that. That you, you 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 are a walking piece of piece of art that of course cannot be bought but, but can be sponsored Thank you. for a commercial endorsement. <laughs> 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 and, and that's, that's beautiful because the reason, the reason I enjoy talking to you is that cat tat is because I've just watched your, your our conversation I remember when we first started you know I could tell you was our first conversation you're trying to find who you are you know and mm-hmm. you, you you know you you walked away from the TV show and and you didn't you didn't know what the future held but you were strong and saying I'm going to make it I'm going to be special and then when you came on the show last year I could tell that when, the, when you had opened the tattoo studio in Beverly Hills your energy was way up because you really started focusing on <laughs> and then this whole year of just watching you on social media just watching you your personal growth your physical growth you know just now sky's the limit now for you you know that right? Thank you I
3: appreciate that yes that, that's Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about some stuff that's going on that they sent to me. Okay, Kat has been invited by the NFL Players Association to this year's Super Bowl in Miami, Florida. Kat will design, create Super Bowl-inspired artwork and lead the annual uh, National Football League of Players Association Painting with the Pros event at the local Miami-Dade County School. This year, the school is Carroll City Senior High School that you guys are going to be at. How did that happen? How did you? How did that come about? And um what were your thoughts did you, were you involved in saying this this is in the actual concept of what you wanted to present at the school
3: Um yeah this is um so this will be the uh third time um the third annual super bowl that I've um worked with the players association Right mm-hmm. so I was connected with them um about 3 years ago and we did the first I forgot how um it happened, but I met um, Carol. She's um, one of the leading ladies of the association, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they partnered with me, and they wanted me to design the um, the painting. And back then, it was in Minnesota. So um, <laughs> you started um, out cold. The, That's the, extreme
0: uh, now. What? Minnesota, Miami. Okay. That's extreme now. That's extreme.
3: Uh, so extreme. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And it was so cold that the whole time. And I was born in Minnesota, so oh, okay. I know all about that cold. You know, I'm from Chicago too, so. Um, it was freezing cold. We did what we had to do. We did the paintings with the high school. We went to the events. But other than that, we did not leave that hotel room. Like we were, it was freezing. But that was um, an experience and it was just so great to be able to get in there and um, really do hands-on things um, with high school. I actually, you know, we talked about it, but initially I was going to be a high school math teacher. So I I obviously took a different career path. Mm -hmm. But anytime that I can, you know, be back in that, environment of being hands-on and you know impacting somebody at such a, a young age where right. you can really like make a difference in their future that is what really like what thrills me so um i'm blessed like minnesota was um the first time it was so amazing and then they asked me back a second time when it was in atlanta also amazing that time it was at booker t washington high school right and those kids were so talented like um, they did, the band came through, and um, we just painted together. That one was amazing. So I'm really, really excited for uh, this one. This one's going to be Miami. I'm sure the weather's going to be nice. I uh, finished my artwork that I submitted for the, um, the high school that we're all going to be painting. I kept it real scenic, real beach vibes, Miami beach vibes. Right. So um, it, it was very, um, this painting that I designed was inspired by, the whole Miami art scene. So I got to get really, really, really creative with it. You know, Art Basil's in Miami every December. So I think that um, this time is just going to be
0: uh, so exciting. Uh, you are an inspiration. Like I said, uh, I, I've enjoyed and I have continue to enjoy watching your growth. That's the cool thing about social media. You can just see people. An individual an individual trans you know, transcend, you know, try, start changing, start elevating and, and being comfortable within their skin. And you do have a brand that's really, really unique and very special. And, and I'm talking to my girl Katrina Cat Jackson. She's uh the owner of a Enigma, Enigma tattoo in Beverly Hills, uh, which is right there on the corner of Robertson and Pico, right there. Yep. And uh mm-hmm. and I wanna know she's doing a great event, third year with the national Football League Players Association, painting with the pros. Again, I always want to appreciate you taking the time to be on my show. But know this, it's our third year talking. You know, mm-hmm. off air, uh, I'll, I'll promote anything for you. You not have not used me because I just want to let you know, and a lot of people don't understand why I created Money Making Conversation. Money Making Conversation is, is I know my, my brand, and I know my brand grows mm-hmm. and it reaches a certain, I, I reach females. 75% of my followers are females. So know I'm reaching a target that, you, that will be very relatable to you. And so always use me in a good way to help build your brand. And if you ever need any advice, always hook up, call somebody. They'll connect me because I you got access to me like that. Okay, Cat Tat?
3: Absolutely. I appreciate that. And look, we got to make a promise to each other. When you're in L.A., you better come by. And when I'm in Atlanta, I'm stopping by. So okay. let's make that promise. Promise,
0: done deal. And you might see me in Miami. So I know because Stephen A. Smith talking about he's going down there. So you might. And I know, okay. I know, and I know the president of the uh, Players Association. I know I'm going to ask him. So he'll get me in on anything okay. I need. And I got Troy Vincent. He's the vice president of operations. I know he'll get me in. So you may see me in Miami. And we take a there selfie together. We take a selfie together. Okay.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Stay strong. I appreciate you, and we will be talking soon. Bye bye.
4: Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.